you've chosen to tune in to ELC. Especially if you're one of our geeks in stakes. Using this podcast to power you through a workout or a run. Hey, maybe, maybe you're doing chores. Maybe you're washing the dishes. Maybe you're celebrating your favorite football team's big win like I am. Whatever the case, we're going to be in your ear holes for 90 plus minutes of gaming goodness because DLC is your downloadable commentary for the week delivered the way we love it to be. And that is completely free thanks to our patrons over at patreon.com slash DLC pod. They are heroes. They are heroes making sure that this podcast continues. We are grateful. And in exchange, they get some cool stuff, including completely ad-free episodes, their own unique RSS filled with ad-free versions of the show. They get a video version, an entire backlog of video on demand for this very show. You can see our bright, smiling faces anytime. As a patron, they also get an entire bonus show that is called Paid DLC. We do that with Lana Bashinsky, our friend, and it's a delight. Uh, sometimes it's a way for me to get out, I don't know, some frustrations about uh, some eating difficulties I've had. You never know what you're going to get, but you do know it's going to be fun. If you're a patron over at patreon.com slash DLC pod. DLC, of course, the show all about games and their many forms. Games played on desktops, laptops, and consoles. Also games that involve dice, luck, and cardboard. I'm your host, Jeff Kanata, spelled with two N's and one T. And I am joined, as always, by my friend slash co-host slash nemesis. The guy who dreams of Popping out of my chest one day, Mr. Christian Spicer. Hello, Christian. I mean, we could all be so lucky. Um, <laughs> that was a joke literally just for you, Christian. Oh, I know. You did what I usually do. You made a reference to something we talked about before the show started that no one knows, and I appreciate it very yeah, much. makes no sense to anybody. All right. I, uh, I want to say here before we start, you mentioned, you know, friend, co-host, nemesis, all that stuff. Um, there's been a lot of news this week that we will get to. Yeah. It was also a, a, a bad week for a lot of our friends in this business. Well, we'll get to that too. <laughs> I know, but it's, I, I didn't want the, ep- it's. We got one of them as a guest, Christian. Don't you I, worry, dude, we're going to get to I, it. No, but man, it, I just, it, there's more I want to say, but less that I, better, right? Yeah. Um, it sucks. It does indeed. It does indeed. And that brings us, yeah, we got tons to get to. This is going to be a, a barely containable episode because, uh, you know, we used to think that e- the E3 time, the summer of games was uh, the biggest time. It turns out <laughs> the autumn of games is even bigger. We got so much to talk about. I don't know how we're even going to handle it, but the good news is we have an awesome guest that is here to get us through it. You know that DLC always stands for your downloadable Kanata and your downloadable Christian. But this week, I am excited because DLC stands for dedicated and looking for a contract. Because we have our friend and part of the, uh, as Christian mentioned, the recent widespread layoffs in uh, video game websiting world at large. Our buddy, Paul Tamayo, is back. Hey, Paul, how are you? I'm good. You know what? I'm happy to be here with y'all. When when you hit me up and asked if I wanted to be on the show, I was like, absolutely. Always happy to chop it up with you guys. And yeah, thanks for the kind words. Appreciate it. 
a lot of a lot of good folks um, are looking for work right now. So if you uh, if you're out there and you, and you need some some incredible editors and writers and or just you know people in general to add to your team, um, you know check out. The, I think there's a hashtag on Twitter. I think it's uh, Fanbyte Layoffs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Fanbyte Layoffs. And also, my heart goes out to the G4 folks and the future folks as well who also experienced layoffs this week. But uh, yeah, that's unfortunately is the nature of the beast. But um, yeah, I'm 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 good. I'm, thank you for the for the love. I, I appreciate it. It's it's felt and uh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, you know uh, we have uh, lots of friends and friends of the show that were affected uh, this week, and and it's a fickle, fickle world. It's a fickle industry, even more so. Um, and um, you know, you are so talented and and so smart. Um, no doubt, you're going to land on your feet. But why don't we try to do everything we can right here at the top? And and you just if there's anybody listening that may be interested in your services or finding out more, do you have a way that? Uh, you can be contacted or a way to find you on Twitter. Anything would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, sure. yeah, if, if, if you want to, um, again, yeah, thanks so much for the, for the kind words. It's, it's wild to, to hear that coming from you, especially as, 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 you know, having been a fan for, for like we established last time over a decade, a long time, we don't have to get into the specifics. Um, <laughs> no, but... let's iron out a start date. How many years exactly? Um, but uh, no, yeah, you can, you can find me on Twitter at Pauly Mayo. That's P O L I M is in Mario A Y O. I have my site up, my portfolio, which needs a little updating. So, you know, maybe give me a day or two if you're listening to this. Um, so yeah, you can check that out at paulatomayo.com. Pretty, pretty straightforward. But again, like I said to like a, a lot of folks out there are looking for work. My, my, my comrades, they, they were all incredible folks. They are all incredible folks. They're, they're still here on this earth. Thank, yeah, thank right. the Lord. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, just show them some love too. There's a lot, a lot of incredibly talented folks. I am, I'm, I'm a producer by trade. I, I I'm kind of multifaceted. I, I do a lot of different things. I write, I host, I literally shoot and edit and, and I can do a lot of different things. So if, if you know, if you need a producer type of uh, a role to be filled, hit me up. I'd be more than happy to, to talk to you. You know, if, especially if you're outside of media, I'll be honest. So, uh, what if you're in up. like, uh, like motorsport, you know, like what if some like billion oh, dollar yeah. automobile company <laughs> is, Oh yeah. I mean, look, listen, uh, McLaren, Mercedes, Ferrari, if you need a test driver, uh, I got a New York state license. So, I mean, that's gotta count for something. I've driven through Midtown several times, so I'm pretty sure I can handle Monaco. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, hit me up, hit me up, give me a call. Love it. Well, we're glad to have you with us. Uh, and we, like I said, we got tons to talk about. So let's get right into it and start the way we always do with Story of the Week. Story of the Week. It's the Story of the Week. Story of the Week. It's the Story of the Week. Story of the Week is the part of the show where we make our case for the most important stories that happen in the world of games this week. You can always submit stories for our consideration by sending us an email to dlcfeedback at gmail.com. That's where we hear from you on a variety of topics. You can send stories. You can send comments. You can send questions. We love we love getting email at dlcfeedback at gmail.com. You can also join one of our communities. We have a Discord, which is 5x5DLC on Discord. And a subreddit, which is 5x5dlc.reddit.com. Both great places to hang out and find like-minded folks, talk games, and all sorts of other stuff. We urge you to take part. Like how Paul, to eat. How to eat properly. You can find yes, that there's out. There's a lot of uh, properly very, eat food. Very, uh, <laughs> 
very vehement opinions about food. Uh, most of them from me. Anyway, uh, Paul, you are a guest. So you get first pick of stories. And I don't envy you this week. I know. Because it's a torrent. It's a torrent of huge news. We've got not one, but two massive uh, showcases to talk about. There's, I mean, there's just so much news. Paul, what is your story of the week? Wow. Yeah. There's, there's so many juicy stories here to, to, to pick from. Uh, I think the one I, I kind of need to talk about just because of how recent it is and how it's sort of set Twitter on fire in a bunch of different interesting ways has got to be the, the GTA six, uh, leaks the, the all the videos and stuff that got, you know, released out there. It's, uh, it's wild. Like at, at yeah. first, I think when I first saw it, I, I, you know, thought, ah, this, I, you know, nowadays you got to sort of take everything with a grain of salt. So I wasn't sure it, it was this real. Actually, and made by like, one person, Unreal Five, and it's fake, and it looks right, better right. than what the real game will look like. But yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, especially wait, coming yeah. out, like you know, on the heels of that like near secret room thing, I was like, whoa! And we were all like, you know, you know, amazed by that. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh no, this is just a mod. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to wait to see if this is real. And it turns out it is. It's pretty wild. It is. Uh, this is a massive story, and it is developing, still developing. As you said, it's happening uh, just in the last uh, couple of days, and uh, there are new stuff coming out all the time. As you listen to this, there may be new wrinkles that we haven't heard of yet, uh, because this is really fresh. As of right now, evidently, there's a some sort of ransom being uh, offered up by the uh, by the the perpetrator of this crime. And uh, also, it, it is a crime. This, this person is also just has apparently, again, I don't know where, like this GTA leak has been confirmed. It's real. But maybe the same person or hanger honors, like people are just asking for other things and they also have those. Yeah. Like, I don't know where it, it, it gets too big to be real, but then there are so many other specifics that are real. I mean, at, at baseline, close to or over certainly over 90 in, in almost hundreds of GTA six videos have been, have been released along with some source code from it. Uh, and just a massive amount of something from a studio that is so highly secretive. And then what are the larger ramifications for the industry of that? Like it's yeah, I mean, so huge. This game hasn't been officially even announced. We we talked a few weeks ago about <laughs> the rumor that it was going to have a female protagonist, and everybody knows that there's going to be a GTA Six. And there's been lots of reporting on the fact that Rockstar has been working on it for actual years now. Um, and the Rockstar, I mean, the uh, Grand Theft Auto franchise, of course, is going to continue. There's no doubt about that. But this game is not a game that hasn't even been officially announced yet. So. What happened uh, in just the last couple of days is this person, Teapot, uh, Teapot Tuber or Teapot Tuber Hacker, whatever you want to call them. I don't think we should even give them <laughs> much uh, uh, publicity here. I think the more interesting thing is the ramifications it has for the industry. But uh, yes, many uh, videos of what is clearly and obviously a very unfinished product. No one knows exactly how old this stuff is as opposed you know it, it could be up to a year old there's been rumors that it's on specific graphics cards which meant it couldn't have been released you know couldn't have been from earlier than those graphics cards were released but the point is it is um very much not how the game is going to look or play there is lots of debug stuff on the screen in these videos and some source code and and now there's this um 
this kind of threat or uh, attempted ransom of like, let's make a deal. I've got the source code. Uh, I want to talk to people. This is the kind of thing that's going to get this person arrested. Um, and I think that's the end game here. Uh, you know, these these folks uh, often try to cover their tracks and are rarely able to do so. And this is such a big high I gotta, profile. I got to go. Sorry, I didn't know that other part you just mentioned. So you guys just. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Christian Spicer teapot tuber hacker, they call him. Um, class slide like, out of frame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are for the uh, people watching. So, you know, this is bad on a number of levels, right? It's bad from the developer's point of view because they were basically robbed of a uh, a reveal of their game. And obviously this is not how any developer would want their game to be revealed. Uh, it's bad from uh, the user and, and, and average person who's excited about GTA perspective because... Now, who knows what this will do to the development process of this game? It could result in a delay or a change. Or clearly, everyone at Rockstar is working on this right now, right? This is a big deal, and they're trying to assess what what's been uh, you know lost into the wild, how much of their source code they have to worry about. It's clearly going to affect the development of this title in in ways that aren't good, um, and. There are people, foolishly in my opinion, uh, judging the quality of this uh, game that is clearly multiple years out still based on footage that it, it bears no relevance. I saw one person tweet, I think something wise, which said it's basically like uh, looking at, you know, raw ground beef and saying, boy, that, that hamburger is going to taste terrible. <laughs> uh, it is no relevance to the thing as it will be released to the public in however long. Um, but Paul, uh, you picked this as your story. Clearly it's a massive, massive story. How do you think we should think about it? Is my question. <sighs> that is a great question. I feel like it's, it's kind of ignited a bunch of different, um, perspectives that I think are in, in a lot of ways all pretty valid. Like I think, um, you know, I think of, of course you're going to have like the fanboys and and the sort of toxic folks who come out the woodwork and kind of don't really need to offer their opinion, but of course they're going to. Um, I feel like it's kind of the nature again it's, to use the phrase again, kind of the nature of the beast, right? It's like I don't think it, it, people were getting mad at like media outlets for reporting on it. And there's a bunch of different like you know, complicated feelings around this this thing that's that's been happening that's been unfolding but i do feel like that's kind of that that's their job that's like the, you know I, i'm obviously biased but that's like the media's job is to report on these things it's not to be you know buddy buddy pr friendly with the with these companies but i do also feel gutted for those artists and, the, and all these developers who've been working really hard on stuff to i, I can't imagine how I, I would feel like i mean first of all i don't think anybody really there's just not a, a real uh a, hankering for, for for people to see the stuff that i'm working on in its early stages but there there is a bit like i i i empathize with that like as a creative i, I never sure. want people to see my mm -hmm. my early rough stuff you know yeah, like that that's that's for me and that's for me to sort of iron out uh, over time but um, if people listened to this show before it is heavily heavily edited <laughs> my goodness would christian spicer be embarrassed <laughs> yeah i mean i it's just me correcting jeff and then jeff editing it so it sounds like he said it right the first time and if you heard the raw it. about how many times i would say actually jeff that that came out in in 2012 and then it's just embarrassing for me because i'm so mm. verbose in that version yeah, of the show yeah. and 
I like being the silent partner of the show. You got you to just leak those episodes, Christian. You got to leak them eventually. Uh, I, I, or just email them to me directly. I'll, I'll happily listen to them. Um, but no, I, I, you know, I feel bad. I feel bad ultimately about like from, from that side of things. But I, I do like, it is kind of the, the other topic I feel like that's been coming up, which I do find fascinating is folks saying that like, yeah, maybe like, you know, gamers and, and people who like games in general, they maybe they should see games at an earlier stage in development just to sort of like, help um you know familiarize with the you know gamers with the process of, of these things and like you know maybe we could avoid uh, major uh i don't know accidents or or un- unfortunate series of events the way we have with things like cyberpunk or you know yeah. you think of any other game but really that that sort of was released a little too early um you know despite i'm sure the developers and artists working on those games saying hey we need more time and like the way we're making these things, uh, you know, it's a little unethical and, and, you know, we have families and, you know, we, we have our, our own lives, our own, our own, you know, healthy, uh, preferred work arrangements. So it, it's, it's brought a lot of things into the mix that I feel like I I'm, I'm glad that it's happened, that discussion is happening, but I, I do ultimately feel pretty, pretty bad that like, you know, this got leaked, but I also am pretty excited to, to hear that it's, that might be in Vice City, which is my favorite uh, Grand Theft Auto. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. There, there were some positive uh, little tidbits of like, Oh yeah. That's yeah cool. I like that. Uh, um, we, you know, we, we live, I believe in a, a, a tremendously Dunning Kruger society. Uh, you know, Dunning Kruger is the, uh, uh, the you know, psychological study that says the 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 less you know about something, the more you think you know about it. Um, and I think no field is more susceptible to that, it seems, than video games. Uh, there are quite a few people that really think they know how things work and have absolutely no idea how things work. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm the, uh, you know, the, the sole arbiter of, of what's right and what's wrong, or that I know more uh, than others. There are certainly people that know far more than I do, but at least I know enough to know what I don't know. And uh, unfortunately, with video games, there are, it, it just seems to be so many people who make wild assumptions and just really think they know exactly how the process works or assume that they can extrapolate from one thing stuff that just has nothing to do with it. And I think this is one of those cases. And perhaps, as you said, Paul, I think that might be an actually a, a silver lining here or, or, or a related silver lining in the sense that maybe as people are familiarized a bit with just how wildly uh, 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 unpredictable the the development process can be or or how, you know, things can look so different in one stage than they do from another stage and and how it is iterative and how it it, it changes and, and reforms itself over time and why games take so long to make. Maybe that education process will actually be positive for the general hobby uh, audience at large i'm hopeful because i think part of the thing that's so discouraging about a story like this is the completely asinine assumptions that people make thinking one thing tells them another thing when it really does not yeah people should see i mean something that guests see 
I think only pretty much only guests see, but they should see what you and I look like before this show starts. I mean, we are like Clayface putting ourselves <laughs> together. It's just like it's not doing it starts or we're buttoned up and and professional. Yeah, we I, are I, a half step from horrible, but we started horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should see our rough graphics. <laughs> not bad. It's like it's not bad. Clearly, <laughs> it's uh, a rolling like start. Placeholder animations at best. Yeah, you know? yeah. low poly. I, We're very low poly. <laughs> y- yes, uh, <laughs> I f- I feel like uh, we have a, a one more poly on this show uh, hey. this week. Hey, uh, that's true. Hey, Good point. Uh, the discussion that I found most interesting about this, and uh, so I, I guess I have two points. I want to comment on that potential silver lining. That I feel like yes, and I I want to hope that that is true. But I also feel like to Paul's first point that even through that silver lining to quote the matrix, not like this, you know, that (laughs) silver lining moment is the way dead space reboot is doing it. And it's still, they're showing you that stuff, but it's intentional. It's not. Yeah. I agree. Here's the dailies. Also look, there's this person at the craft table picking their nose. Like that's what, you know, no filter. This isn't the stuff they wanted to show to show how the sausage gets made. This is like, this guy's scratching his butt uh, in uh, cooking. It's like, well, we all got to scratch, you know, but <laughs> you don't want it released <laughs> like that. Um, and so I, it, it still stinks. Yes, hopefully it can be you educational. Mean the finger, the scratching finger? Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, I mean, if it gets too close to, yeah, right. what are you going to do? It still yeah. it's, hey, to quote Dane Cook, who was quoting Louis C.K., uh, everybody's uh, butthole itches. Um, <laughs> It's weird that like Dane is the comic that's come out better. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm, uh, we don't have to go. We don't have to go there. Yeah, we're spiraling. I'm spiraling. Um, this isn't Wednesday. Hold it together, Christian. Um, um, the other side of the conversation that I found fascinating is this. People are, are using it as a moment of this is why work from home won't work. Or this mm. is like blaming, yeah. like victim blaming in some ways of, well, if they're security was better than it wouldn't have been if they had not we got to get back in the office because then we can lock things down more like you can't have nice things there's a version of this is why we can't have nice things mm-hmm. and what i find fascinating about those conversations is that they are also another version of the hamburger ground meat hamburger it's like just rampant speculation that it was because yeah. at this point and maybe by the time you're listening to this it's been ironed out but like no it, it's not hacked in through work from home server per se. It's not one person was sloppy and got uh, social engineered, released a password per se. Uh, but it's just like all the wild spirals that these stories can have based on something catastrophic happening to the individuals at a company is mind blowing. And I think not only is it, you mentioned Jeff at top, like the, the, the theft uh, of that moment it's also just straight up theft. It's theft oh, of sure, theft, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Like, no, it, this person is getting arrested. I mean, make no if ends or buts about it. This person, if they're is, somewhere where they can be, some not all countries extradite. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. But I, it does feel like this is uh, headed in one direction. I mean, anybody that that thinks, hey, you know what, I'll do, I'll uh, I'll just contact the company, just have this open communication where uh, you know we'll we'll make it some sort of deal. Well, they'll give me a, a, a whole bunch of money. And I'll give them back the source code, and then, and then I'll just go about my merry day, and that'll be that'll be sweet for me. Uh, now it's that's Thursday. Not Here we go. Realistic, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, it's scary. It it's a big one. But I mean, like, 
LastPass got hacked. You know? LastPass, yeah. the place where everyone's passwords are supposed to hang out. <laughs> you know? No like, one is safe. You feel like of all the places, they'd be real focused on security, you know? <laughs> And there's no security. There's no internet. There, they got to go back a, to the office, Jeff. That's what it is. It's a work from home. That's what it is. First time, long time. Big fan. I'll hang up and listen. There's no, uh, there's, you know, there's a will, there's a way on the internet. There's no, there's nothing that is supremely secure. And honestly, that's just the way it is in the world too. Like we, we all live this lie that like, if I lock my house, that'll keep people out. It's like, no. No. If they want to get in, they'll get in. It's you're giving them impediments to make it a little bit harder, and so you give them the message you don't want them in. It, we, you know, we all live in this blissful uh, cognitive dissonance about that stuff. And the point is, I don't think you can blame any one particular thing for this. I mean, obviously, there's there was a pathway that allowed for this, but it's like that's the wrong conversation, in my opinion. That's not. That's not gonna yield any fruit here um there are so many other problems with this situation that that seems like a, a silly one to focus on but um I, I, I will say just just like last thing and again i'm not like putting any sort of like i'm not pointing the finger at like rockstar or anything also i'm not here to like defend rockstar as i'm not their lawyer or anything but um, anymore anymore yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a couple jobs ago uh no i uh i i do feel like i I do find myself wishing in general, going back to my previous point about like just a little bit more transparency with de with developers and, and sort of the builds of their game instead of sort of like pleasing, you know, um, certain stakeholders, whether they be like a board or, you know, um, whatever, like investors or whatever. I do feel like there is a lot of value to be had to take the like the, the skate model where they're like, Hey, this is where the game is at the current state, and like, here's what we're thinking about. If you want to help us test and and try this, you know, try this stuff and give us some feedback, you're more than welcome. Like, I think that's a cool, healthy way to like, you know, not only just establish a, a dedicated player base, but also just like, you know, build a little trust with folks. But I mean, this is this is this was unavoidable for them unfortunately this was like not something that they could have gotten ahead of I, i'm assuming but yeah um i would like I mean, to see more of that skate style of of you know developing and sort of that transparency i i think that is a, a a laudable goal as well i think it's it's really cool to be involved and and you see that a lot with you know early access games uh but i don't i don't know if that plan scales up to a grand theft auto game you know what i mean like there's so there there, we're talking like dozens of millions of people <laughs> that are that are yeah. going to buy this game. You know, it, it is the still top ten selling ten year old yeah. GTA. Like you know, GTA. Like they, yeah, I, yeah. I can't still imagine the, the 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 level of you know uh, messaging that they have to do at that scale to you know put out something and, un and and vet it and know exactly how it's going to be received and be prepared for all those different like that I, I it just feels like that scale unfortunately prevents transparency you know it just it, it is it is the top of the top tier like most eyeballs on anything you know it's like it's it's star wars it's marvel it's 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 that massive a property that I feel like, unfortunately, we probably, it's probably not even possible for them to do that. Um, 
But, yeah. you know, I don't know. I also don't know. I'm not going to Dunning Kruger it. I don't know. I've never been inside <laughs> Rockstar. Uh, but uh, what do you know, Jeff? Tell us the <laughs> truth. Uh, I did. I, I did read another tweet that I'd like to share. I, I feel bad for not crediting these. They go in my eyes, and then I don't remember. But uh, somebody also wrote. Um, they have made an arrest in this. Uh, you know, in the leak, they arrested the individual responsible. Unfortunately, he respawned right outside the police station. Nice. Go for it, buddy. Get out of there. Pretty Get funny, out of there. Right? I thought that Keep was going. Good. That's clever. That's a clever one. <laughs> All right, Christian Spicer, what is your story of the week? Um, well, my personal story of the week is that I hacked Rockstar. Um, wow. It's my personal story. Uh, ooh, was I not supposed to say? No. My, my personal, personal story of the week, this is not arguing my story of the week. My personal story of the week is that uh, this little puppy got a Super Nintendo core released for it. Analog got a Super Nintendo core. It's great. And I love it so much. Okay. What is your like your your real story of the week? Oh, that uh, I'm the lead singer <laughs> of a band. And you just heard my debut single. It's, a, it's Transparency and Trust. It's a work in progress. That's the rough mm-hmm. version of it. It's mm-hmm. called... Uh, um, Analog Pocket got a Super Nintendo core released is the name oh, of the kind of nose title tells a lot on the nose, but okay. Well, I don't, I don't want to workshop, but you still got time. It's all right. Thank it's you. Cool. Right. Yeah. It's a process here. We yeah, literally yeah. have a mountain of news and Christian spending 30 minutes on a bit. <laughs> I like it. No, uh, I like it. I like the I commitment. I respect it. I respect to it, all yeah. of our Wednesday listeners. How long did Jeff talk about <laughs> not knowing how to eat? So let me, let me bring this one. <laughs> I, listen, I did okay. not want to talk about that. That was thrust <laughs> upon me. <laughs> it was like a stick you didn't see coming um <laughs> just thrust I, right I, in the back of my throat sorry go ahead it uh it, it's the it's the showcases right I, I i agree with paul gta 6 leak is probably the biggest story of this week and perhaps next week or next month whenever more stuff comes from that but what i thought was gonna be the biggest story <laughs> of this week when this show you know we started thinking about this week's show we had the autumn of games, the autumn autumn games fest. I think is what they're calling it. Um, yeah. Fall three, I think, is is the name of it. It's Jeff Keeley's uh, candy corn of games. Is I think is what he calls it. <laughs> um, and we had the Sony State of Play, the the fall Sony State of Play. Wait, you're gonna claim both and of them? All right, you do this all the time. <laughs> yes, it's a bundle. Say, it's a bundle. Do, do yes. as I say, not as I do. <laughs> oh well, I'll remind your kids of that one day. Uh, <laughs> That's what I plan to tell them. <laughs> yes, please help me out there. Uh, they are not listening to me at all. Um, <laughs> the Nintendo Direct followed by the Sony Direct, and both of them kind of announced very quickly. Like there were rumors of the Nintendo yeah. Direct happening, but I think its official announcement was like the day before, and then like right after that announcement came out. Sony was like, oh, yeah, us too. Ours is at 3 p.m., I guess. <laughs> yeah, they just know, hit the like, schedule button on the YouTube upload they had for like weeks just waiting. Uh, yeah. Push the big red button. Someone blink first. Here we go. And <laughs> any other week, these would be the biggest story, biggest story of the week. There are still, of course, 10 other massive stories. Um, yeah. We got a lot of announcements. I'll, just, I'll focus on Nintendo because it was chronologically first, Jeff. And, and then yeah. you can do what you do and do 10 stories. Um we got the name. We got the name, fellas. Legend of Zelda, May twelfth, twenty twenty three. Until it's you know delayed again. No, and don't say. Don't put that evil out there, Christian. Why would you do that? I didn't put that evil out there. They put it out there when they put a date on screen, Paul. Yeah, like that was never dated. Nintendo, come on. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> I'm holding on to hope here. 
that is when the tears start falling is when um, <laughs> Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which when they announced yeah. it, they did not tell you how to say it. It was tears no. or tears. It was uh, it was just a title, but they have since clarified it is tears, mm. tears of the kingdom, tears of the kingdom. Um, weeping, weeping kingdom is what we're going to explore. A crybaby kingdom. Yeah. And while this was not, you know, an in-depth look at the game we did get a new trailer yeah it had stuff in it a a lot for fans to to dissect including the box art of like okay these are the only two things you can see link is on this thing and this is here and we're gonna do this that and the other Uh, i am very curious and paul maybe you can be our resident uh tears tears expert of where does this game go is it just Breath of the Wild 2, but with falling sky shards? Or is there some new revelatory thing where Nintendo's like, hey, you thought you thought we were playing it safe? Nope. Let's go. Oh, I I in my heart of hearts, I'm a sad, sensitive artist. So I, I would like I would like for the story somewhat to be pretty poignant, especially for like our current times, you know, just to like make it just, you know let it actually be like this really sad uh heroic tale but that's you know still has a little glimmer of hope in there because you know ultimately those games are basically about uh you know a hero coming and saving the day although like they some of those some of the previous games have been pretty pretty bleak i i, I will say um i think of like majora's mask immediately but um yeah but yeah i i i either way i'm so excited to like jump back into that world because I played the base game. I beat it. I I played the DLC. I did the everything. The, the Ballad of Champions. I got the motorcycle. I, I love that game. I didn't find all the Koroxies or whatever. I just don't. I don't have the time for that. But um, <laughs> uh, I, at least that's what I tell and myself. That, I have a lot of time now. So. That's why know. the kingdom is crying because you didn't <laughs> yeah, find didn't all the <laughs> Uh Listen, kingdom. Uh, I got a lot going on right now. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, but no, I um I, I can't wait for Tears of the Kingdom. I like. I'm I. My immediate reaction, though, is uh, Nintendo. When are you going to drop that new uh, Switch? Because I would like something a little more powerful. Um, because I don't know. I played a couple games on my Switch not too long ago, and it's it's chugging. It's it, that, that thing's a little old. This was the first showcase for even some of the games they were showing. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We're going okay. All right, we're going. Uh, we're gonna we're going band out of three. <laughs> Well, yeah. We're going. We're going. You know, three. Uh, looks like I need some more, a little more oomph, baby. Yeah, yeah. This will be yeah. my favorite game, but I will definitely not play this on the OLED or on the big TV. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's that's yeah. That's well, I was reminded in watching the Tears of the Kingdom uh, trailer that the Breath of the Wild was not designed for Switch. Mm-hmm. Remember, it was Wii a U. Wii U oh, game. Yeah, you're right. Straight up Wii U game. So mm-hmm. uh, it's mm-hmm. it really is right about time for this Zelda to straddle another release. So mm-hmm. yeah, Jeff, I'm going to put you on it now. I tried to do it on Wednesday, and for folks who don't aren't getting paid DLC, you really should. They're great. Uh, but I will get it now here, my friend. Yeah. Switch two day and date with uh, tears. Do we get a I Switch tear that- and a Switch tier? I have predicted that a bunch of times and yeah, I feel I like I've gotten, I need to get out of the predicting that business uh, <laughs> because I keep getting being wrong. It just, it, it makes too much sense for Nintendo to do it. You know, it, it, it feels yeah. like that. 
But it, we re- literally are in that place where, hey, they did it with the last Zelda where it's straddled. Like it's out on old Switch, last, but it's also out two. on new Switch. And it's so much better on new Switch. Because they did that with uh, GameCube. Uh, yes, with um, uh, whatever it was. Phantom Twilight Menace. Princess? What was it called? Phantom Twilight Menace. Princess. Uh, Twilight Princess. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess not last two, but whatever. You so I feel I mean. it yeah. feels like, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's about time to make this awkward straddling thing happen again. Um, but it will be interesting to see, you know, this is actually designed for the switch. Will it be more impressive? I don't think I saw anything in that trailer that looked really super impressive, but I do like the idea that we're going into the sky. That's cool. I, I really enjoyed skyward sword. I think I'm the only one. Instead of the Sheikah slate, does he have, uh, does Link have like a Wii U? Uh, Cause like literally, I mean, uh, switch, like literally there's like the Wii U tablet is a in tablet, yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> like, no, this was not made for Wii U. It's like, yeah, I'm doing the thing. I got the thing. <laughs> I think he'll tr- try to remove them and then realize that he has a, a switch light and then he will Sheikah cry. Slate. The tears uh, of the light. King- yeah. Yeah. The tears wow, of the kingdom. Spoilers. Talk about leaks, Jeff. Come on. <laughs> easy. Um, I, I want to put you on the spot, Paul. Uh, does this hit May 12th? Is May 12th actually when tears of the kingdom is released? Uh, I'm going to say yes, because I, my heart wants that to be true. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have any reason to doubt them. Uh, not like they've delayed a Zelda game in the past. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm just so at the same time, if they were to delete, to delay it, excuse me, take your time, take your time. Yeah. The same, same way with breath of the wild, take your time. Uh, I hopefully by that time you'll have already released another switch. So it'll not be a problem, yeah. but um, it's, <laughs> right. it's interesting. You, you bring up the, the Wii U thing, because I was thinking about that earlier. I'll, I'll get into this a little later, but um, I've been playing a lot of Splatoon three lately. And I was like, thinking to myself wow i've been i have been playing this game since the wii u i, I loved splatoon on the wii u i still love that game love splatoon yeah. 2 and, and now I'm, I'm loving 3 spoiler alert. but um it, it had me thinking like man i and then seeing the bayonetta 3 trailer which i'm also extremely excited about i think next to zelda that's probably my most anticipated game uh right after zelda it's like it's like probably neck and neck i, I love the bayonetta series and I, don't, I only recently got into it on switch but um i will say uh even seeing that footage, it looks great. It, it looked like it was silky smooth, sixty frames per second. It looked, it looked as far as I could tell. It looked, it looked great. I could be wrong, but um, the action looked it, fast. It just, it looked it fast, pushing four K high res textures. But, yes. but it made me think. Wow, I would love to see that on like PS Five or Series X, or you know, with some yeah. ray tracing. Maybe like I, I <laughs> yeah. see that, see that game and all of its like beautiful flourishes. Uh, it does make me a little, a little sad that it's kind of because I also my last point here i also rarely ever play the switch in handheld mode unless i'm like traveling but mm. i feel like nowadays when i travel i don't even bring my switch anymore just because of how like i don't know it's still a little inconvenient and a part of that is is the hardware itself like the screen isn't that bright especially in broad daylight and, and it's just like it's a yeah. lot of things that i gotta take it out I, i'm not i don't have TSA, tsa pre-check yet I'm, I'm i've been telling myself I was gonna, i'm gonna get that for like years so i'm finally gonna get that but like having to take it out of your bag, it's just like sometimes I'm just like, hey, I'm just going to leave it. I'm just going to bring like a couple books and I'll be all right. But when um, I mean, you go to the airport and they're like, uh, sir, will you take all the electronics out of your bag? You mean my entire bag? Because that's my entire bag. Have you seen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My laptop my bag? and my tablet. That's why I brought this bag iPad? was for the electronics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, just open the bag. Look at the, let's look in the bag. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I, I hope, I hope it hits that date. I'm really hopeful that it will, and it would be really sweet if a new switch came with it because I would pre-order that in a heartbeat. As, as, as yeah. nice as the OLED switch is, and it's pretty to look at and play Tetris on. I mean, even Tetris like kind of chugs on the on the switch for me. So, um, yeah, I, w- I would like a new switch ultimately. I, I can't imagine how it takes two is going to play on the on the switch. Like that is a gorgeous game that I played on PC, and I just like. I thought it was sumptuous and beautiful and every level was so interesting and unique and different looking. Uh, I don't know how Switch is going to pull it off, but it's cool that it, it takes two to come to Switch. My let me, yeah, let me run year. through a couple of these and then I'll, I'll, you know, if there's something that you want to signal, a uh, signal, uh, highlight as well. Um, but Pikmin 4 uh, is announced. That's uh, big. Maybe, you know, like uh, there's a lot of time trying to get us to play the kind of, uh, floundering Niantic Pikmin game first. <laughs> it was like, you know, this game's been out for a while. <laughs> yeah. Go play it. How about this it's one? Been, huh? It's been out. Also, we're making it another real one. Everybody's like, yay. Fire Emblem Engage is a uh, Marth featured main, la- main line Fire Emblem game. That is a lot of syllables. Um, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe is the rejudging of that fantastic um, Wii game. Octopath Traveler 2, our 2D HD. The first game was a hit, and they've continued to double down on that art style. We mentioned Bayonetta 3. Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm. Uh, It's a music game to the great Final Fantasy music, but you're also doing background boss battles as you're kind of going through some of these major moments from Final Fantasy games. More Final Fantasy Crisis Core. That comes out in December. Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, finally comes to the West. Then we got the, you mentioned It Takes Two. Tunic, Sifu, and It Takes Two are all getting uh, Switch ports. And those are the games where I was like, yeah, this hardware looks uh, a mm. little long in the tooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But they're all, all fantastic games. Uh, Endless Dungeon, I thought Jeff might jump out at you, a procedurally generated roguelite set in space that seemed uh, fascinating. And then it happened. It has been rumored for forever here around the 25th anniversary. One of the GOATs that had previously been locked to its original hardware and its original hardware only and of course emulators, but one of the definitive games of all time, GoldenEye 007 N64 is coming back. You can only play it on Nintendo. Wait, what? What, Microsoft? What? (laughs) Okay. You can also play it over there? You can only play it online on Switch. That's true. Uh, On the better uh, service, right? The better live service, am I right? Yeah. That's the the one place. Where you want to be playing online, baby. Oh, yeah, <laughs> load up that app if you want to talk to your friends. <laughs> but it's a, I mean, this thing, I don't know the licensing that happened behind the scenes, but kudos to it coming, both to Switch and, I mean, it's a rare Microsoft-owned studio for this iconic franchise and license that the movies have been in development hell for a while because of license holders and stakeholders. And it, it's the whole game, you know? They, it's not like, but no... Pierce Brosnan likeness, you know, like they're they're I doing mean, it. There was no Pierce Brosnan likeness in the game anyway. I mean, you it's a very old, your, you, very old mm-mm, game. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I will not, I will not hear any of this. Um, yeah, let me know when Nightfire is coming out, and then I'm interested. Ooh. Then you got me, baby. That was a good you know game I mean? too. That was also a good game. There are certain games that are 
important for the moment that they were released. And I would say I would put Goldeneye as the poster child for that. I don't think but we have we have in every conceivable way improved upon Goldeneye. I mean, we couldn't would you have say that? if there hadn't been a Goldeneye, right? It was a very important stepping stone to get where we are with first person shooters today. But it is not. I, I, I love, hey, I'm not going to yuck anybody's nostalgia yums, but <laughs> I, I, I have no desire to revisit Goldeneye. Uh, I, I kind of feel the same way. And it feels kind of blasphemous to say. And I, I, I'm saying this as somebody who. Uh, played this game probably like a thousand times over and over and over again. Like j- even just the campaign, and and when it came out, I remember it being such a like an event. Like people yeah. would come over and be like, "Yo, we got Goldeneye, we got four <laughs> controllers, let's do this." It was um, the best we had. It was the best. Yeah, it was the best we knew at least on console. And yeah. uh, so I, I, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm not like jumping to get back into Goldeneye, but I don't know. Like uh, there's probably some. Uh, I'm happy for whoever's happy you know what i mean oh weird right. it's doing it again i've lost both of you oh <laughs> odd i'll just take over the show from here i'll just keep pressing on um here's my question to you jeff is that the case of every n64 game mostly yes Ooh, that's i mean bold. i, I, I mean, would say ocarina of time Paul, is, the, is the is the big exception is it, there but is it the best of it maybe of that version of the i mean i think i think it did for... things very smartly and, and and brought things to the table that were not limited by its hardware that actually were pretty darn cool uh video game moments i don't think goldeneye is comparable there yeah. i don't even now this is going to be blasphemy to a lot of people i don't even think mario 64 is that good of a game Okay, I really well, uh, I gotta go, guys. Uh, thanks for <laughs> having sorry. me. Really appreciate it. Uh, <clears throat> Rockstar just got back to me. Uh, I got. <laughs> I think Mario sixty four. I mean, this is a whole different podcast, and we got so much to get to. But uh, I think Mario sixty four is ex- another example of that stepping stone that needed to happen. I think it did do some really smart, wonderful things. But it's not a game I I yearn to revisit because it's 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 doing something that is a very very primitive version of things that we've improved upon. And that's not the case with something like, you know, a, a Turtles game, for example. Christian loves a Turtles game. Oh, like, I don't now think... Jeff brings me back. Just when I thought he, oh, he knows how to pull me right back <laughs> right, into baby. this conference. I know, my, I know the judge. I'm working the, I'm working the rest, baby. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we don't need to get into it. We, this is a topic for another time. But I, do, I think it's cool that they have GoldenEye available. I think it's cool that they jumped through whatever hoops they had to jump through. It's cool if you already have the surface, if you're somebody that's super excited about paying for nostalgia Nintendo style, this is a great nostalgia hit. I just don't <laughs> think it's a great game. What are you doing? He's holding up my analog, analog pocket analog now pocket. as a oh, yeah. Super Nintendo. I, I am hey. that person. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, I'll just say real quick. I don't want to yuck your yum. I'm not trying yeah. to yuck your yum. Dude. I'll just say real quick, over, over lockdown, I, I got back into, well, I got, yeah, I kind of got back into like handheld emulation stuff and, and revisiting old titles with like save states and things that just make a lot of that stuff so much easier. Um, so I think they're, they're I, I'm still kind of of the mindset. I know you're like, you know, newest latest best jeff i, I get it I, you know yeah. I, i'm just i totally get that and I, I think to a degree i am too but lately i've I've been kind of going back and, and and revisiting old things with you know with that sort of like 
almost like archaeological mindset of, of what were they working with and sort of like dissecting things and peeling things back. And, you know, also with the help of save states, because that will save you like 40 minutes if you're playing an old Final <laughs> Fantasy or something. Um, so I, no, I, I get that. But I, I yeah, I, I think it, it would be kind of cool to like maybe I'm sure there's a lot of dads out there who would want to show their their kid, their, their children like, hey, I've like GoldenEye, check it out. Like, you know, maybe not I mean, like if they're two years only. But, you know, get in here. This is you. Only. Wham. This is you. Wham. Yeah. 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 And they're like, why is Black Adam's dad looking so young in the thing? <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you don't watch trailers, Jeff. How did you know that? Uh, whatever. Uh, it's been widely reported. Um, the, <laughs> the, the point you just made, Paul, is a, an excellent one. And it, I certainly carve out that exception in the sense of, yeah, if you're looking to take a step back through history and learn something about these old games, like, that's awesome. I'm not trying to suggest there's no use case for wanting to revisit GoldenEye. That's not my, my point at all. I, I, do, I do think, though, that it is not a... <laughs> It's joys, I think, are relegated specifically to that endeavor. It is, it is waiting to be a historical record of, oh, look what we had to go through <laughs> because we, we couldn't get with. any better than this. You know? What you're saying, Jeff, is that a new VR headset shouldn't even need to be able to play an old VR headset's games yeah. because who cares? You know, yeah, you gotta... well, we're we're going to get to that. Um, okay. I just need to ask real quick, Paul, Pikmin 4, are you excited? What, what, what's a Pikmin 4 look like for you? That, is there any way to get you amped for Pikmin 4? I'm ashamed to say I've, I've never played a Pikmin game, uh, even though I feel like it's totally my jam, like totally up my alley as someone who likes to micromanage, as I'll get into later. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I'm, ex- I'm excited to maybe check it out for the first time ever. I'm, I'm, I'm curious as if, there's, if the onboarding will be any good, because I've even as someone who's now played three Splatoons, uh, there are some things where I'm like, ooh, there's a lot of stuff that this game just doesn't tell you as a new player. So, uh, yeah. I'm, well, I think you'll find, yeah. uh, at least in my experience with Pikmin, is that it's it's not that complicated. And also, well, a lot of games have kind of lifted stuff from Pikmin. So it's it, you probably picked it up by osmosis, you know, like just the, the, the notion of this sort of very, very light management. It's very cute. It's very mm-hmm. fun. But I... And I, and I I know there are people that really love Pikmin, so I don't want to again <laughs> diminish people's love of stuff. <laughs> Just the hater this week. Does huh? feel like, <laughs> it does feel like a franchise that exists because Sigeru Miyamoto really wants it to continue. You know, like yeah. he single handedly feels like he's just muscling Pikmin's continuance. But maybe that's my reading into it. <laughs> I don't. Know. Christian, you excited about Pikmin? No. Okay, there you go. I rest my case. <laughs> I've played uh, all of them. No, I'm not excited about a new Pikmin. Uh, I think Octopath Traveler becoming a franchise is, is, is kind of a neat idea. Uh, but now yeah, it's, it, there's like 16 paths now. That's just way too many paths. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think the game of, of the uh, GoldenEye, I think is huge. Of course, Zelda's going to be huge. But for folks who hadn't played it because it fell in a weird time, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, ooh, uh, that, that game's awesome. That yeah. game is awesome. And if that gets a, another and a new audience, and I think it will play well on Switch because it's on 15-year-old hardware <laughs> originally. <laughs> but it's a great game. I think Kirby's having a Kirby's having a good year. It's a good game. Yeah. All right. Um, I do need to take a quick break and thank our sponsor, which is 
Squarespace. Squarespace. They've been sponsoring the show since we started the show uh, almost nine years ago now. And I'm grateful because I like Squarespace. I use Squarespace. And Squarespace now has become an all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can build beautiful websites. You probably know that. You've heard me spouting off about beautiful websites for spare Squarespace for so long. It's uh, it's it's ridiculous that I still have to tell you they make you make beautiful websites with Squarespace. It's so simple. The tool set is easy to make beautiful websites. You know that. But now you can also use it as a platform to engage with your audience, to sell things, anything, your products, the content you create, even your time. Because Squarespace is built now for creators to monetize their content, their expertise in a way that fits their brand. They have these member areas and you can unlock a new revenue stream for your business and free up time in your schedule by selling Access to gated content like videos, online courses, newsletters, anything you might be creating, you can sell. And whether you're selling physical goods, actual objects that you're going to send to people or digital products, Squarespace has tools to sell things online. Super simple stuff. This is all just drag and drop. Easy, easy, easy for you to set up a store and do it online very, very quickly. They're optimized for mobile. Right out of the box, you don't have to do anything. The content automatically adjusts so that your site looks great on any device. They have analytics for you. They've got online stores and simultaneous posting and appointment scheduling. You got to check it out. You got to see just how easy it is to build a website on Squarespace, to buy domain names on Squarespace. It's all so simple, so intuitive. And create content, monetize the content you're creating, uh, monetize products, anything you need to sell, anything that you need to do uh, online. It is so, so simple to use Squarespace. Check it out by going to squarespace.com slash Jeff sent me. That'll get you a free trial. Free. I'm talking real free. No credit card automatically charged at the end of 15 days or whatever all these other places will do to you. This is free, free. Only when you're ready to launch your site, do you then use our promo code, Jeff sent me, J-E-F-F-S-E-N-T-M-E, all one word. Then that's when you get charged. You get, you'll save 10% off your first purchase of your website or your domain using our promo code, Jeff sent me. Very cool stuff. So check it out, squarespace.com slash Jeff sent me and the promo code Jeff sent me for 10% off your website or your domains. Check it out. We appreciate Squarespace sponsoring the show. All right. Well, we got to talk about that other showcase that Christian brought up, which was Sony's showcase. And uh, similarly, it had a bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff, and then worked up to a bit. Well, actually, that's not true. It started with something pretty big, Tekken Eight. We got a very uh, very long trailer that seem to indicate a look and style of the game. I'm not sure. It looked pre-rendered to me, but who knows? Who knows what Tekken 8 is going to actually look like? But man, those biceps just looked like mine. I looked like, I just like, is this me? Am I in this trailer? Like that? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody looking I, I might at sue it, them it's undeniable. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You would go, um, man, is that, did they take Christian? the likeness of Christian? And then 
<laughs> just put it in a video game? Is that what they did? I was did? the only one who thought so. Yeah. Thank you. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, these are very sweaty, muscly people that are punching each other and there's like <laughs> lightning and stuff happening. It looked cool. Um, Paul, did you, are you a Tekken person? Uh, you like yeah, actually that, that's like the one fighting game that I'm, I'm not great at. I will, I still mash buttons. Uh, I know how to block, maybe sidestep out of the way of like a charge or something, but, uh, I, I've, I've always played Tekken, uh, since the very beginning. Um, I, I love Tekken. I, they better bring bowling back the way they did in seven. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Tekken. I love Tekken. Tekken's great. I'll play a Tekken. I'll play a Tekken, especially <laughs> it looks like that. I, I'm hoping that is indicative of how it is going to actually look. I mean, we've gotten to the point now where these fighting games, uh, I like that, that, you know, the, the um, nether realms games actually look like people that put on costumes, you know, I mean, yeah, a lot of them are muscly and, and, you know, cyborgs and stuff, but uh, we've gotten to the point with the Tekkens and the Street Fighters where we're just in cartoon land. It looks like claymation almost, but I'm into it. I dig it. I like it. It's cool. Um, so yeah, I'll play a Tekken. I'll play a Tekken. Show me more of that, of that Tekken. Tell me when that Tekken's coming out. I'll play a Tekken. Uh, we also, there's a bunch of other stuff. Um, some games that have already been out in VR coming to P- PlayStation VR 2 where there's continue to tease the the fact that there's this VR two coming out, but we don't, we don't know when it's weird. We're announcing games for a thing that we don't know when the thing is coming out. That's weird, but they're doing that. Uh, the PlayStation stars loyalty program has got, got some uh, name drop, but uh, let's be honest. This was all about God of war Ragnarok getting that new trailer. Controller. Christian, oh, yeah. Sorry. You texted me after Ragnarok trailer. And you said, uh, th- I think it was four letters that you texted me uh g-o-t-y i believe i thought it was g-t-f-o because you were like at my house and i was like Gah. you're like i'm working oh. out to get ready for ticking <laughs> just punching in his living room and i'm hitting. blasting my lats <laughs> jeff and i were timing our our mutual punches to the chin yeah yeah he kept going a little early and i'd be like ow and then i'd yeah. go a little early and we needed to christian i was like christian I- we can skip leg day and you're like i never skip leg day <laughs> um yeah i mean it is weird to be like oh they've showed another trailer and i feel bad listeners but i mean our our favorite game of the year it's the odds of that game being the show's favorite game of the year are pretty high one to pretty, one. Pretty, <laughs> like, yeah i mean no all pressure that would need to happen <laughs> is after the first 20 minutes if it's just like just kidding it's a management sim but not the one you like <laughs> It's actually here. This is the stuff you need to do in real life. And I'll be like, oh, crap. They got oh, no. me. <laughs> no, the way this game isn't our game of the year is it gets delayed to next year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it sucks to be so transparent. But man, it looked good. Uh, yeah. Paul, I don't know if you watched yeah. that story trailer or not, but it looked good. It yeah, so no, good. I'm excited for it. I, I loved God of War 2018. It was uh, definitely one of my favorite games of the year. Um I'm excited for it. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like um, a lot of folks, not a lot of folks, but some folks that I know um, missed it. And uh, I saw some folks on, on Twitter being like, yeah, you, you should probably check it out. It's a pretty, it's a pretty sick game. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited for, for new God of War. I mean, even just like getting a chance to explore that world and uh, getting to see those performances. I, I'm a little, uh, are they still doing that? Like the one long take thing again? We don't know. 
we don't it's hard to, okay. hard to be able to tell that for sure from a trailer which by its very nature is edited right sure sure uh, yeah, yeah so i hope so i think i would love for that mm. to be the divine the defining feature of this revamped series going forward uh i mean although word is this is the conclusion of that but who knows it's like the it's like the video version of this podcast it's one long take there are no cuts (laughs) (laughs) nothing goes wrong it's all good the difference (laughs) is that for god of war it's not because of laziness hey you don't know that (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) just leave the game running they say no worries we'll figure it out (laughs) i don't think they've confirmed but yeah it does uh I mean, it definitely, if it's not, it's the moments you see in the trailers are still that same approach, right? That same camera angle, that same kind of tracking follow, very fluid camera for the stuff that they've shown. Um, I mean, that's my only worry. I mentioned this on our uh, paid DLC show on Wednesday, but uh, that's my only worry here is that, you know, and I don't even really feel like this is possible, but if there's any negative that I can possibly pull out of this, it would might be that it will feel like a, you know, a snow skin on a game I already played. But I think that the story is going to be so engrossing like it was in the first game. And that relationship between father and son is going to evolve. And, and it, I, I'm going to be drawn in in the same way I was drawn in in that first game. And I, I just think it's going to be phenomenal. And it looks like there's new enemies. And I'm, 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 I mean, I love that. 20 what is it 2018 2017 yeah yeah and yeah. so like, like you're gonna fight thor as well from the trailer yeah, well, that was the tease at the end of the last game yeah right? yeah yeah uh, so, so I mean, yeah i think we're gonna start there i'm ready for it if i may i mean this might be a spoiler to some but he no longer calls atreus boy it's all young man all game <laughs> that's good is, i like that yeah. <laughs> uh, uh uh, awkward tween. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> awkward tween. <laughs> and Atreus just goes, ugh, fine. Stop, stop, uh, stop, 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 stop. Puts his stone tablet down. <laughs> um, you you got to learn how to hunt, awkward tween. <laughs> oh, why, Dad? No one on TikTok why? is hunting. Uh, <laughs> will you put, put the phone down for one second and... <laughs> pick up my axe (laughs) (laughs) um i will say speaking of games that have like taken weird or at least new interesting directions um i am really excited for the new like a dragon games no longer yakuza for the Mm. the series formerly known as yakuza yeah um i'm excited i know people were in an uproar over uh Kiryu's hair but like I i don't know whatever maybe they can patch that maybe they can patch in a barbershop or something but um I uh, I'm excited for it. I, I I liked Like a Dragon, the the last one that came out that was uh, like a turn based role playing game, which I didn't love uh, completely. I actually uh, eventually like put it down. I just kind of got grew tired of having to do battles that way over and over again. I, I really prefer the sort of like you know the evolution of like that Streets of Rage um, formula of just getting out there and mashing buttons and swinging motorcycles at people. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm I'm so excited for the for the the spinoff game with with like the feudal feudal era Japan like where they're sort of using these characters almost as like actors who are like because mm-hmm. they, they there are a ton of Yakuza or like a Dragon games I should say that's the original ser- series title. Um, that have come out in Japan that like never saw the light of day here in the States. So it is kind of cool to to just 
be in that universe again or you know get a chance to be in that universe again and i'm uh it got me jumping back into my playthrough of the yakuza series i'm I'm on three at the moment so i was like oh yeah i should i should start that and so now i'm like all back into yakuza or like a dragon i should say now but yeah. I'm, I'm excited yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i know there's a ton of people that are super excited about that and i don't think it's in christian eyes wheelhouse but um you know, check out Yakuza Zero. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird my, and goofy. It's on everything I own. Like I literally, I, it's like, oh, I, it's perfect. It's on Game Pass. Pass. Oh, it's on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. I have it on PlayStation yeah. already. Oh, it's look, yeah. it's already in my Steam library. Yeah, and I just never make time for them. I don't know why. It's weird. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, Do it. yeah. So you know, uh, although the other thing I was going to say, Christian, real quick, is um, I think we would have said the same thing if uh, if Horizon Forbidden West came out at the end of last year we, we would have said there's no way this is not going to be our game of the year and here we are with you being a you know a poopy pants yeah, it's terrible yeah i You're can't believe you didn't like it yeah, so i thought it's sure very you'd like it very possible that that could happen with ragnarok is that you again once again could be a mr poopy pants <laughs> are you a well, are you a leader yeah uh, uh forbidden west I, i'm not a- gonna lie i i think i think i i, I bounced off of forbidden west too i'm not gonna lie i'm sorry oh, to say it. i'm so sorry i'm come sorry on. But I bounced I got, off of it. Yeah, I gotta go hack Rockstar. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff gonna get five and gets stars. a Rockstar drink, and it's like, is this what you meant? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! The show got right. went off the right. Ra- um, yeah, you're right. I, uh, I think God of War has always been more of my style of game, though. And I mean, maybe yeah. they do. They make it blow up the open world and give me a hours of menial tasks to do then yes i might not like it as much how dare you how dare you we'll see uh i mean there's lots of other stuff that we could talk about we're already way along i mean um modern warfare 2 multi multiplayer is gonna have water you're gonna be able to like thing, jet ski and stuff <laughs> i hinted at it the biggest thing just for folks that do come here for news is uh psvr2 officially well, that's what i was gonna get to christian i was gonna well, get I, to that because i don't know if you know this but it's, it's my turn for Story of the week. No, it wasn't. You did the Sony one. No, I didn't. That was that you did both of them. I was cleaning <laughs> no, up your I mess. Said, roll I was the cleaning tape. up your mess. As I, I was you sure told. you want to talk about the analog pocket? Are you sure you don't okay. want to talk about okay. that? Okay, one? I do. Okay, let me show you. No, it's great. It's not- <laughs> I was doing a. There are people that just get their news from us, and I'm doing a service. I wanted to say there's there's going to be water in in cod cod water. Mm-hmm. And you know how we it was cod blops. Now there's cod drops. Because it's water. It's a, it a little water joke, Christian. You're playing your analog <laughs> pocket now. No, no one wants you to turn it on. We're doing a show. Also, course right there. Look at that. Street Fighter Beautiful. 6 uh, confirmed its 18-character launch roster. You're never going to believe this. But Guile, Ken, Blanca, Chun-Li, Zangief, E-Honda, Ryu, they're all in it. Wow. Shocking shocking wow well i'm excited i'm super excited for that too uh i'll, I'll play a i'll play a sweaty claymation <laughs> blanca any day of the week you know uh yeah. and that's coming in 2023 uh we got uh there's just so much stuff but yes um as christian ruined numerous times thank you uh, I, I playstation vr2 will not be backwards compatible with playstation vr I can certainly understand this from a number of technical reasons, uh, it, you know, wildly different system that is probably asking, you know, these, these 
software is probably asking a lot of the hardware and, and the communication back and forth between how this new hardware communicates is probably very, very different. But I do think that is a massive uh, lost opportunity. If they could have figured out a way to make it work, I think it's a massive lost opportunity because so many really, really cool titles, I think A, could have benefited from the better headset. Uh, and B, and, and, and even more so benefited from the better uh, controls. controls, you know, the input devices. But uh, B, um, there's so many uh, really cool games that even in their their PSVR state would I think would I would have loved for more people to play them and I'm I'm expecting PSVR 2 to open more people up to VR and I think you know games like um Dino Frontier which is trapped on PlayStation and pl- trapped on PSVR 1 and is just a, a delightful amazing VR game um I I it just makes me sad that those games Blood will be truth. So- abandoned yeah blood and truth well one hopes that some of the first party stuff that some of the high profile stuff will get as we saw with um a couple of these announcements where you know games that are already out on psvr are getting you know remasters i hope that happens with some you know blood and truth feels like a candidate for that because it you know it's a it's a great game it feels weird it then it feels weird i I would love if there was like free updates for these i don't have hope that they will be because it's kind of this weird thing of like well i guess how much work do they put into it because blood and truth was great but also what was great about it is that they made it work with these clumsy psvr like farpoint you got the other piece of plastic that was awesome for it but then it's like but now that i have these real controllers (laughs) no you're right it's it's very unfortunate it's very unfortunate there was some really really cool exclusive psvr games that i think would be so awesome to revisit or get a new spotlight on them in with the new hardware and it's it's just um that was something i'd really been holding my breath on and in hope and beyond hope that they would announce that and this is this confirmation um you know on the official sony podcast i guess uh is a, is a ma- major blow i think and it's a bummer that all these really cool games are just going to be abandoned out there, but such is life. And, and hopefully, you know, as they trickle out PSVR games, I hope they're, they're holding on to some heavy hitters because part of what happened this week is that some folks, notably not me, <laughs> but some folks uh, got face on with uh, the new PSVR two and um, almost universal praise. Everybody seems to be completely in love with this thing and and looks at it as a as not just a leap forward from PSVR one, but a leap forward from really any current VR headset on the market, which oh. is a huge. Uh, that's a that's makes me very very excited, and I'm, yeah. I'm really hoping this thing takes off. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to to get my hands on this one because I I skipped the first one because I I went straight for a Rift S at the time, and um I I mean I still enjoy it, I still use it. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'll probably upgrade eventually, but it is nice to have like another option that can you know plug right into my PS5. Because uh, yeah, I, mean, I love VR; it's it's awesome. Yeah, based on all of the um, reporting that I saw, the people that actually got a chance to to play with it, um, the you know the first party experience, the Horizon game, sounds like the real class act, the real you know um, uh, unmissable thing. And and that's why I'm hoping more Sony first party stuff will be announced uh, for launch. I hope they support this thing with, you know, they don't just uh, ask horizon to carry it. 
I, I mean, I'm very excited for that Horizon game, but I just hope that there's more than just one of these games that shows the potential of this thing. And, uh, you know, Half-Life. Hopefully Half-Life is announced as well. I'm looking Gran for Turismo. like Astro... <laughs> yeah, Gran Turismo. I'm looking for the Astrobot game where you control it with uh, eye tracking. You know, <laughs> like it's just showing off that part of the technology now. Like, look yeah. over here and that's where they'll go. And yeah, it seems to be doing a lot of things right. And folks even coming from other high-end headsets were impressed. It wasn't just yeah. reviews of people that were like, oh, compared to PSVR 1, this is right. great. It's like, no, 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 no. I have yeah. them all. This is great. Yeah, they really uh, reached out to some uh, some major VR, uh, you know, uh, influencers. Not me, but you know, others. <laughs> others. <laughs> Jeff's not mad about it or anything, oh, but uh, so so jealous. Wait, so I jealous. have a question. Uh, I haven't really been following this too closely, but is there is there any word of it being compatible with like? A PC? Like, can, can I plug this into my PC? I'm pretty sure they've already said no on that. Mm, uh, I think that would be a huge plus, especially yeah. with the way that Sony has embraced PC releases lately. Right. Yeah. But no, I don't think that there's any um, indication that well, they're going to do that. If they put a Super Nintendo core on an analog pocket. What's not possible? You know? It's true. Yeah. It's and true. if only we had time to get into that and really talk about it. <laughs> well, but let's have to move, move on, on now <laughs> and talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the games that we have been playing in a segment we call Not Talking About Analog Pocket. All right. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> it's time to talk about the games we've been playing. What have you been playing this week? Oh, wow. Well, I've got a lot of free time, uh, as you can tell by my playlist uh, lately. So um, <laughs> I- I'll go through these pretty quickly. I know we're, we're running kind of long, but uh, yeah, I've been low key obsessed with Splatoon 3. Um, I'm Again, like I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a big Splatoon fan. I really admire Nintendo for like what they what they've done. And, and you know, they haven't really evolved it as as much as, uh, you know, as I you know would imagine other competitive shooters, quote unquote, get evolved over time. But uh, that formula is just so good. It, it's it's such a, a nice warm blanket to come back to after, you know, kind of bouncing around different, um, you know, competitive multiplayer games that like, you know, I've 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 been kind of like a, a wanderer for a long time. I've, 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 fo- I've found two games that I've that I've gotten rotation, but um, at least right now that have kind of scratched that itch. But Splatoon 3 is just so good. I mean, I, I've barely scratched the surface with the single player content i'll probably save that for whenever i travel and i kind of still want to maybe play some splatoon but man that multiplayer is just it's still such a perfect formula i will say though um christian i don't know if you've experienced you're also playing splatoon 3 as i can as i can tell here um it had like the upgrading of your, your gear does that does that take longer now i feel like it definitely takes longer now i it's one of those things of is it longer or did i just play so much too that yeah, i don't true. remember you know how things go and i've also put a lot of time into that single player because i'm really really enjoying it um I, it, I feel like there's more stuff but also the stuff i'm getting i'm not getting to the stuff that i want but also yeah. part of that might be the open Splatfest was just go play mm. and i got to go straight to using some of those new weapons and some of those more powerful weapons so 
I don't know. I only have how it feels. I don't have the facts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, th- that's like, that's why I'm confused because I, I like, I've felt like the, the progression has taken a little longer than I would have liked. And there are some things that have make you tried winning little... more matches. Yeah. That's tough. I, I, I definitely <laughs> went like two and 20 earlier. So I, I'm trying out here. I'm, I'm rusty. But um, no, I like, there are some things that I'm, I'm still a little weary about. Like, they're, they're like, for example, I got this item or I forgot, I think it was like a drink or something. I, th- I think those existed in the past. You could just get things that will help you get more XP quicker and stuff like that. But there are also like these little, um, there's like a little gotcha. There's like literally a gotcha machine next to that where you get food and stuff and you can, you know, you can spend your money that way. But it does make me a little nervous of like, oh, are, are, is this, are we kind of going down that road, Nintendo? Are, are we, are we doing that? Um, but I don't know. Regardless, like, I, you know, I wish my, my little um, splatter shot didn't lose ink as quickly. And I just have to grind to get it to a point where I, I roll the dice and hopefully get one that, you know, makes it so that that doesn't have, you know, I don't lose ink as, as fast as I, as I do now, but I, regardless, I'm, I'm still having a, a blast with it. And I'm, I'm having a really good time with the rotation of the maps they have at, at the current moment. And yeah, it's just, again, it's a warm blanket. I, I know what I'm getting into. I, I, I know those motion controls really well. So I've, you know, I've played it since the Wii U. So I'm, I'm I'm back in. I love it. Christian, yeah. anything to add? No, I mean, it's real good. And I'll just highlight again, the length of the matches is such a selling point um, where it's just like, oh, I have three minutes and then it's an hour. Because you have three minutes, you start playing it and then I want to keep playing it. And I find it really welcoming and inviting in that regard. Um, it, it does a lot right. My hope, Paul, and I think from that grinding, some of that gotcha stuff, is it feels like... It's another version of what Super Smash Brothers Ultimate did where Super Smash Brothers had a lot of that what could be annoying in a free-to-play grindy game, but Smash Brothers is like, oh, no, 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 no. It's just here. Like, it doesn't prevent or gate this other stuff, but like, I don't know, here's some stuff you can unlock. And Mm -hmm. for me so far, that's kind of what Splatoon 3 has been. But I'm also, I've never played Splatoon as a min-max like get yeah. to the top level gear on the first weekend. Half the time, one of my kids is playing on my controller. The fact that I can actually play with friends, like you and I could actually play together. It seems so silly, but in Nintendo world, it's like, this is a treat. I get to play this game <laughs> with my friends. Ah, oh, Nintendo, wow. you spoil me. <laughs> <laughs> what a concept. Yeah. So Splatoon 3, I mean, it. it, it I, I don't get a sense of how um, successful it has been. Are you guys finding matches oh, it's online? Huge. It's yeah. huge. Massive. Yeah, yeah. I, I also I saw that it sold like three point something million copies in Japan in like the first week or something like that. So yeah. it's yeah, it's it's moving moving units. But yeah, I love it. I, I, I'm I'm having such a good time with it. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, you've also been playing a game that I I downloaded and I still haven't started. Uh, after it was added to Game Pass, I told myself, oh man, I, I really want to dive into this game. I just I've been hospitals and all over the place i just haven't had a chance but uh tell me about immortality oh immortality so immortality is the newest game from sam barlow and and co i think their studio is called half mermaid if i'm not mistaken um have have y'all played um what what was the first one the first video uh you know live action video uh her story uh, her story her story of course love that game amazing and have, have y'all played telling lies as well I yeah. did not play that one. I Telling put it on Lies. my iPad and I loved it as an iPad experience. Loved it. Yeah. Telling Lies is incredible. And each one I feel like does a very, you know, it kind of has the same thing. If, if you're familiar with either of those titles, 
immortality is very similar it's it's you know real actors uh real sets obviously like you know actually filmed uh on cameras and so you're watching like performances you're watching you know these these videos that are like these games that are you know pretty they harken back to like you know the sega cd era and the cd-rom era of like games that had you know um just like actual actors and stuff playing playing things out but immortality is such it, it's completely like captivated me and my partner we like we we kind of were treating it like a movie night we've been playing it for the last several nights or last couple nights we we took a, a day off a day, or a day or two off but um immortality tells the story of this this uh this actress marissa marcel who um sort of like has had appeared in certain movies that never really were finished so there's like a mystery and I, it's hard to talk about the the game without revealing too much so i won't say too much but your job as this person who has access to all of the the film negatives is to go through them using a moviola which is like a really old really really old school style movie editing uh tool and um you're basically just kind of going through shots and you're going through scenes and you're going through rehearsals you're going through uh, casting and and even private videos of of this actor and the people that sort of like revolved around her in her orbit and trying to piece together like what could like what happened like what what happened to her that these movies never released or whatever it's it is brilliant so far it's probably in the running for like my favorite game of the year i wow. I, I love when games or, uh, you know, these kinds of experiences, it's, it's it's like, it's almost weird, like calling it a game. It's like, yeah. I, this is like that's like just like a semantics thing that we have to uh, grapple with, with video games. But it's this really fascinating experience that really understands the the language of filmmaking. And, and uh, as a film nerd, I went to school for film, screenwriting and directing. So I, I really, really love this stuff. And I know y'all love it too. And, you know, I, I heard you, before we jumped on the call, you were talking about alien scripts and stuff. So it's it's like, I'm telling y'all, it's up your alley. Um, so it's uh, and and the cool thing is, I forgot to mention, each three of the films take place in like different decades. So you get to get a flavor of like what a seven, and it, it looks like it was like properly. Sh- I mean, at least that's what it appears to be. I don't know if it actually was, but it looks like the early '70s stuff was shot on film, and then like mm. stuff in the you know the '80s or, or even before that, it was also shot on film. And so it, it has like the styles uh, the, the of like that sort of era of filmmaking and. It has a lot of really interesting. So I forgot to mention the way you go about exploring this stuff is you're sort of moving this cursor around um, the the screen whenever you want to investigate a specific object or a person's face, and you sort it'll reveal another scene or or another take, and you're just kind of combing through through the scenes that way, and and you can sort of zoom out and then look at all the scenes in like a sort of uh, you know like a mosaic view, just tiles of the scenes. It's amazing it's amazing it, it's it's brilliant i mean if you've played telling lies or her story the, the you can sort of expect the performances to be you know um pretty pretty great and uh the writing is is pretty sharp and again just like the way it's all put together the way it unfolds it, it, there are some genuine surprises that like made us jump out of our seat and like oh my god like we figured it out or whatever it's, it's awesome it's amazing I, I i can't recommend it enough i love yeah, it yeah like i said i have it on my Hard drive. I'm just, I just oh. uh, haven't had a chance to dive into it yet, but I'm so excited to check this one out. Please, please uh, do. Yeah. What else is on your playlist? So uh, I'll run through these really quickly because these are all kind of uh, extras here, but, um, but I love them all. They're like my children. Uh, <laughs> Battlefield 2042, I've been getting back into with the new update that came out recently. They, they released a new map. They're, they're still kind of tweaking things. They're going to, they're, they're still, they, they've like revealed a roadmap for Battlefield. And I've actually like, 
I just got it like maybe a, I want to say like maybe like a month ago or so uh, because I've been just kind of secretly, like I said earlier, jumping around different um, multiplayer games and not really finding that that, that sort of game that I, that I was sticking with. Like I, I was playing Halo Infinite for a minute. Uh, you know, I used to play Apex Legends and I, I put down like the multiplayer shooters for for a while just to just to like, you know, take a break from them and, and see what what I would eventually stick with and and battlefield for me is the you know it's it's wild to think about i've i've been playing it for 20 years now um and i i love battlefield battlefield is like my go-to uh multiplayer shooter experience because like there is nothing better to me than just like storming a hill with like you know 40 other players and and taking over a base together and, and utilizing you know the just like coordinating stuff with people with like extra ammo and health kits and reviving like that stuff to me is just like delicious that sort of systemic playground the, the destruction um it's it's great i love it uh, i'm having a good time with it i know there's still some like balance tweaks that, that need to be implemented for sure like I, i'm looking forward to those when they eventually come but um yeah i mean even if it's not great i love like not great battlefield that that formula just always hits for me um i've also been playing um F1 Manager 2022. Uh, Christian, have you been playing this by any chance? I have not, but several of my friends Ooh. have been texting about it. And it's I think maybe good. it's good that I'm not because I think pretty it's uh, people are liking it and it's taking a lot of their time. Yes, it is. <laughs> Take a lot of my time. I, I'll be like, it'll be like 11 and I'm like, let me just go through practice one. And then it's like 2 a.m. and I just finished a race in the top 10. I'm like, oh, we got it. We made it to the points. Uh, so yeah, F1 Manager is if you're familiar with any of those sort of sports management simulators, it's you know you you have a team, you manage your players, you manage like the stuff in between races, like scouting for other staff members and players. You're you're managing a budget, you're developing facilities, you're researching a car, developing parts for the car, you're managing the the drivers and you know their experience and. Uh, and then on top of that, eventually you get to the point where you're actually racing and you're managing the race itself with your two drivers on, on the track at, at any given time. So there's um, it's really for for motorsport weirdos like me, who, who the sickos, excuse me, who, who like to really, you know, talk to their friends about tire strategy and fuel management and. And, you know, like after a race, we were just like in each other's DMs, like, man, Ferrari kind of blew it again, huh? And we, we just start talking about the different ways that we armchair quarterback would have definitely done a better job than the people that get paid however many millions of dollars to do it. But um, it's great. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge time sink. I think there's definitely some stuff that also needs to be improved with that game. There's like some weird bugs around like uh, like blue flags, I believe, or like safety cars. Like these are terms for, for F1 sickos, but uh, there, there are there are some things that I'm looking forward to them eventually getting to, but the attention to detail overall in that game is so incredible. As someone who's played the previous uh, Motorsport Manager games and have modded them um, to to heck, hmm. uh, I've um, I've had a really good time with it. And I forgot to also mention the last cool thing about this game is that uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, they use actual audio from the drivers' radios. So, like, if you're telling one of your drivers Hey, um, you know, ease up on on fuel. Like, lift your foot. Like, we we, we got to save some gas. Like, we 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 can't just be going hard the whole time. Or like, watch your tires. Like, they're they're heating up. So you know, back off, avoid the curbs. The you, you'll hear the race engineers the the radio. Hey, Daniel, I'm I'm, I'm playing as McLaren because I'm trying to you know see if I could do a better job than the real life uh, team at the moment. 
uh, or they're talking to Lando and it's the race engineers talking to them. And then you hear the driver come on the radio and say, understood, or like, hey, my tires are heating up. And it's it's a really cool um, element to the game because the presentation itself looks like a race, like the races that I watch on Sundays. So it's it's a really fun little um, novel thing to, to just, you know, feel that much more a part of that experience. And, and also just if you're into formula one or motorsports in general, and you want to sort of get a a real um, education on the, what makes that interesting, like beautifully delicate uh, and intricate sport. So fascinating um, play F1 manager. It's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, I, I, I like it so far. I'm having a really good time with it. And then the last game I wanted to quickly shout out was Mixlumia. Um, Mixlumia is a really, really, really incredible puzzle game that was announced, I think, a year or two ago. I want to say two years ago um, that I came across on Twitter um, that I just loved because the creator, uh, they had uh, posted a, a tweet thread um, originally uh, with the first sort of idea of what the what the game could be and um, sort of developed it on Twitter. So they were they were just like making it and getting feedback and eventually it became uh, the brilliant puzzle game that it is. So for, mm. for, for those who don't know, it, it sort of has like a, uh, there's like a, there's a matrix on that. There's like a, you know, like you would imagine in Tetris, the matrix that sort of floats in the middle of the screen, but it's sort of, uh, it's like, uh, how would you say that? Like emerald shaped? It's like, it's got. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like a rupee in, uh, yeah. in, <laughs> in exactly. Zelda. Like a rupee yeah. in Zelda. Yeah. So the, these like little boxes fall each, each sort of um, square within that, four box uh, block that falls um, sort of uh, whenever it hits the, it'll sort of like, you know, with physics, like the things will just slide to one side or the other. So you have to match up, you know, three, I think uh, in a line or, or four, or like, you know, obviously like a, like a block itself. So you're just, um, you're just playing this beautiful, beautiful puzzle game with uh, beautiful music, uh, incredible, like really like simple, but, gorgeous effects and i did a video actually i did a video interview with with the with a de- with the developer a while back um uh actually i should put that on my portfolio but um it, i had a really good time like learning about the process of how it was developed and it's a really beautiful game i i'm so happy that it, it it exists on switch it was the game that got me to charge my switch after having not touched it for like i just moved recently so um i you know i was like digging through a box like trying to find my switch and um, it's the one that got me to start playing again. And it's, it's a perfect game. If you're, if you're commuting or if you're traveling, or if you just want to play it on the couch, like Mixalumia is, it's a beautifully crafted experience. And one that like can, has like a really deep, um, under, like a deep system that you can really master and, and spend time on. So I, I if, you're, if you have a switch and you want a really great puzzle game, Check out Mixalumia. It's I can't recommend it enough. Again, it's, it's great. Uh, also on Steam for ten bucks. Oh yeah, uh, and again that's M I X O L U M I A Mixalumia. Yeah, uh, really cool. Yeah, looks looks awesome. Christian Spicer, what about you? What's on your playlist? Would you ever believe that I've been playing some Super Nintendo game? And you're like what? Super Nintendo. How could <laughs> you possibly? Why are you playing? You're playing Super. It's 2022. What what suddenly spurs you to that play? That old chestnut. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, this economy. Um, <laughs> playing Super Nintendo games. Uh, this guy who has an analog pocket and a Super Nintendo core. 
that was just released. So the two games I have, oh, I should talk about the core for a little bit. One, it does should not you? do the anal. Yes, I should, because it's okay. different than the other cores that have been released. Hmm. So because it's a complicated system in a core and the, writing these things, it's uh, hats off to the folks who made this possible. But it is it doesn't support the uh, new save state, the system level memories is what they call it the it's currently in beta where you can save state any game anywhere um the super nintendo core does not support that and the super nintendo core also does not support the sleep wake mode so some of the niceties that i've gotten used to with gba games and game boy games that uh, and also the core releases of those don't exist here for the super nintendo games uh played through the open core um, so it's really playing them like they were before. You know, you got to get to a save point. You got to get that password. You got to figure out what you're going to do. So I've played, of course, tons of them. But the games that I spent the most time with replaying are Batman Returns, the Super Nintendo version of Batman Re- Returns. Folks that listen to the show know I love a good brawler. And this is, I think, an underappreciated brawler from that era. It is a Konami, another Konami brawler. I think for myself included, a lot of folks think back to that brawler era and immediately think of Capcom and all the great brawlers that that they made and maybe some final fights. Konami, in addition to Turtles, was putting out some excellent, excellent brawlers back in the day. And Batman Returns is such a fascinating example of iterating on a formula that worked back then, but making the games feel unique and different like Batman. It's not just a Batman skin on turtles, the way he moves through the world, the way the enemies move, it's slower, it's plottier, it's has weight to it. And I think it's really cool to go back and revisit these games and see that kind of difference of, Oh, and they gave him gadgets. And here's how I use these gadgets. Like no turtles had gadgets and the levels have verticality. There are some moments in the game where you're stuck on a 2D plane. You don't have that Ninja Turtle, you know, able to move up and down on on the sidewalk as you play and progress. And it really captures the look and feel of Tim Burton's film, I think, in a really cool way, showing that what the artist could do and, and, and flex on that art style in the world. And I think another reason it gets overlooked is because there was another Batman Return game, Batman Returns game, made by Sega on Genesis. So that's when we lived in the era of same game, same name, supporting the same movie, actually totally different games. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, Jeff, did you play Batman returns? Yeah. You know, it's okay. It's one of the best games I've ever played. 10 minutes later, you realize you're describing two totally different games. Yeah. Um, So if you missed the super Nintendo game, I highly recommend it. If you're falling in love with brawlers again, because you're revisiting river city girls and river city zero, uh, or, or Shredder's Revenge, I I think Batman Returns, the Super Nintendo game, is worth seeing for how folks were doing things like items, weapons, and level variation back then. Then the other game, believe it or not, another Super Nintendo game, where I was like, this will be the perfect way to play this because it's a game that I never rolled credits on, uh, embarrassingly, because I've had my Super Nintendo Mini now for a while, is when the Super Nintendo Mini came out, one of the big exclusive pack-ins was the much lost and rumored Star Fox 2. That Super Nintendo Mini came out and like, here it is, you can play it for the first time, which having it released that way on the Super Nintendo Mini made it very easy for me to pull those ROMs off. Uh, Those mini consoles, 
great way to have access <laughs> to a lot of ROMs that uh, for a thing you might already own. So in that ROM gray area. And so I played through, I credited, credited, rolled credits on Star Fox 2 on my analog pocket. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's bad. I, There's a reason it was never released. <laughs> I, it's weird because Star Fox 1, I will replay every now and again. And I think it is those nostalgia, as you were describing, GoldenEye uh, and Mario 64, uh, which is blasphemy for those two games. But uh, for Star Fox, <laughs> maybe it's true of like, I love this game. And then I think Star Fox 2 is just more Star Fox. But because I don't have nostalgia for it and it has those yeah. kind of clunky walking levels, I'm like, yeah, maybe Star Fox as a franchise sucks. I don't know. <laughs> Did you? Hey, I love 64. I love Star Fox 64. I'll, I'll okay. go on the record and say that. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Maybe. Now you're, you now, now you know what it's like, Christian, to be me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me ask you this question. Did you ever do a one-to-one comparison from the uh, SNES Mini to the Analog Pocket to see what the... I mean, you you went through all the effort of yanking the ROM off the mini and playing it on pocket. Obviously, it's a handheld system, so that gives it a differentiator. But performance wise, you know, they make such a big deal of it not being emulated. Really, it's hardware well, level of emulation. So for Star Fox Two, I did not do that because Star Fox Two is a weird game that only exists, as far as I know, emulated. So I'm. Right, because the SNES Mini is a soft; it's software emulating. So right. me playing it on my pocket, or I also have my Super NT. For whatever reason, I never played Star Fox Two on my Super NT. But like there, I'm playing a game on original hardware that was never released. Air quote on original hardware. Yeah, which I think is kind of awkward. But I mean, it runs the same as as my SNES Mini experience. Um, everything else I've played on this core, it you know I didn't sit there and like have it next to my you know uh nt and and like do the one-to-one but i i'm a geek for it right i love hardware emulation these are all games uh, uh, that i own and roms that i have that i could already play software emulated on steam deck and that are still great way to play them but there's something about the form factor of the pocket makes it feel very nostalgic for me even though i'm playing snes games i i know i'm probably being a jerk right now because i know pockets are still hard to come by but it's exquisite SNES games on the pocket screen. It's my preferred way to play it. It's like that little four by three screen, you know, and like really bright and and vivid and vibrant. It's, it's a heck of a way to revisit these games. That's cool, man. I'm glad you're loving it. Uh, Do you have your next uh, SNES? What what, what are you going Uh, at next is my question. Oh, tournament edition NBA jam. All right. Love Ooh, cool. NBA, well. NBA Jam is the rare arcade game that's better at home than arcade. Because arcade mm-hmm. is like a quarter per quarter. And yeah. It's like, no, you get to play an actual game. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Very cool. All right. Uh, my uh, On my playlist, uh, I checked out a, a game that's in early access right now, but it is one that certainly appeals to my particular kinks. <laughs> uh and that is uh, a game called The Wandering Village. This is a mashup of uh, a few different styles, but uh, primarily it is a uh, just sort of a SimCity style uh, build, you know, build your little culture from nothing. You've got, or, you know, civilization, whatever you want. It's, uh, you know, you got settlers. They start hacking at trees and rocks, and then you start building buildings and housing for them and uh, you know, roads and technology 
uh, you've played a million of these if you're like me. Uh, the difference here is that where they are building all that stuff just happens to be on the back of a giant Colossus-style dinosaur creature beast thing with six legs. A uh, fantasy creature, massive fantasy creature. Does Kratos That's, show up and kill it? Is that what happens? <laughs> I hope not. I haven't gotten. I haven't gotten to that part. If that happens, um, this is it, it's, it's really cool. So the idea here is that uh, in the fiction of of the game, we are in the post apocalypse. There are these poison spores that are uh, causing the world to be uninhabitable uh, in in large swaths. And uh, civilization has decided, you know, as a survival mechanism, they're going to build a, a town, a city, on the back of this big wandering beast called an ombu, I think it's called. Um, but it's a big, you know, colossus. It looks like a brontosaurus mixed with a dragon mixed with an, uh, an island. You know, it's got sort of, uh, it's really cool design, I have to say, uh, for this creature. Um, but when you're zoomed in on your city building, there's sort of three levels to this game, three levels of, of magnification, if you will. Zoomed in when you're building your cities and commanding your little uh, villagers around and telling them what to work on and, and stuff like that, uh, you basically don't even, aren't even aware of it. It's zoomed in. It's basically this, you know, city builder. And you just on the edges of the screen, you see that there's terrain moving by as the That's creature cool. is walking. But then you zoom out and you can zoom out two levels. You can zoom out to like, hey, what's Ambu doing? And then you can zoom out even farther of like, hey, where's Ambu going? Uh, there's a big map. And as he's wandering, there's like branching pathways. And as you level up your tech tree, you can uh, invest in ways to suggest to Ambu which direction to go to. Uh, Ambu won't always necessarily listen to your suggestions. It is, after all, a autonomous creature. But you have this horn that you can get that you can ask it to do certain do certain things, like stop. Like if you're about to enter a, I mean, one of the coolest things about this is you know a lot of these games you'll have seasons. And, you know, winter is harder than spring, for example, because the weather's harsher and so you have to hunker down. You know, think Frostpunk or uh, there's myriad of these games. The difference here is that seasons don't arrive. You walk through different biomes. <laughs> so yeah, you're don't go to Winterland. Like, don't go to Winterland. Exactly. <laughs> so you can literally like blow your horn and ask Ambu to like stop walking to let me prepare for winter. Which is That's really cool. cool and awesome. And sometimes he'll listen to you and sometimes he won't. Um, <laughs> or she. I don't know. if it, Maybe it's a she. Ambu don't um, care. Yeah. There's other things you can do. So you have this, this, it, it's sort of like, it's sort of a city builder meets like a Tamagotchi game. Because you're also caring for Ambu. You have to support Ambu's life. And... I hope it's Ambu because I'm saying that an awful lot. I think that's the name of the creature. <laughs> um, if not, it's actually I Brad. The character's name is Brad. Oh, Brad. I got this way wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, you can you you can um, sort of trade off. You can make Ambu mad at you by doing certain things. Like for example, you can get a um, uh, this crane 
that will uh, harvest his feces as fertilizer. Uh, so literally, like you make a crane that goes off the back of Ambu down to where his, you know, noose <laughs> is, and will harvest fertilizer that you can then bring up and and fertilize your your crops, which sounds awesome. Except in order to create the crane and anchor it to him, you have to drill into the back of Ambu, and he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. No. The other yeah. thing you can do is um, the other thing you can do is, you know, you're, you're feeding your people with, you know, berries and soups and whatever you can grow on your farms on the back of Ambu. Uh, but let's say uh, not enough food to feed people. You know what else can nourish people uh, in this in this game? The uh, blood of Ambu. You just <laughs> uh, tap the old Ambu vein and slurp up some sweet Ambu blood. And uh, your people are are nourished, but you know who doesn't really appreciate that is uh, yes, you guessed it, Ambu. Brad, uh, oh yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Brad, so, yeah, Brad hates. <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, it's really clever, uh, and there are a number of of things that happen that um, that uh, make you have to have these wonderful choices of like, how much am I going to exploit this poor creature that I'm literally a symbiote? I'm a literally. A, a parasite on the back of this being, you know, we're in the symbiotic makes you, makes relationship with each other. Um, it's like the child in the giving tree. That kid sucks. Oh, that kid <laughs> is a D bag. Um, but uh, I'm enjoying it very, very much. I have to also mention the art style is quite striking. Uh, it, it does this, um, this 2D in a 3D world, you know, every, everything looks like it's two dimensional, like paper. Uh, but very, very beautifully uh, rendered. Uh, so the buildings are all very striking, have lots of detail, but they, you, and you can zoom really far in on your people and they're, you know, hacking away at trees and, and building stuff or building buildings or whatever. And they're all really beautifully animated, but they're kind of like this, this little paper people uh, on the back of this uh, lush 3D animated Ombu character. Uh, really cool, really, really cool game. I'm putting way more hours into it than, I want to because I'm just, you know, I, I get sucked into these games. One more turn kind of civilization style. Oh, yeah. It's not turn based. It's, you know, but you know, you get my drift. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes as an early access game because I'm hoping there are more sort of event type things because you can send your little villagers off. If you do the right technology, you can send them off and like investigate the area. And I would love for the fiction of this world to play out a bit more. Um, because, you know, basically it's just like survive as long as you can. But I would love for there to be more story to it because it's a really evocative setting and uh, the characters are so beautiful. And, and you know, the Ambu character itself is, you, you kind of grow attached to it like you do with a Tamagotchi. It's like, oh, I don't want to harvest its blood. I'll make my people starve instead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a really clever twist on a, a, a well, well-tread genre. Uh, again, it's called The Wandering Village, and it is uh, in early access on Steam, which is where I'm playing it. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. I mean, what a jam-packed, awesome episode it has been. Uh, but we do have uh, more coming at you. If you hang around, we got parting gifts. You don't want to miss those. But Paul Tamayo, so wonderful to talk to you again and have you back on the show to see that you're doing well. Tell folks where they can keep up with you and uh, all of the things that you are doing. 
Yeah. Uh, again, thanks for having me. Always have a blast talking to y'all. I'll, you know, I'll come back as many times as y'all let me, you know, come, you know, talk shop. So yeah, um, that's great. Yeah. You, you can, uh, you can find me on Twitter at polymyo. That's P-O-L-I-M as in Mario, A-Y-O. That's where you can find, honestly, that's where you can find everything. Like my, my I got a newsletter. I, I write about everything now. Uh, not, you know, <laughs> fashion, movies, music, games, of course, just kind of a little bit of everything. Um, so, you know, you can find that all on my Twitter or if you want to just go to it directly, it's polymyo.substack.com. Um, but yeah, you know, just hit me up if you're, you know, if you need a producer, hit me up. I know how to produce. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Right. Very cool. Christian Spicer, how about you? What do you got going on this week? Uh, I'm occasionally on Twitter at Spicer. Uh, not there a lot, but occasionally. If you want to really get a hold of me or, or chit chat with me, I've uh, you know, there's been more more time of, than anywhere over on uh, our Discord. Uh, there's been some really fun conversations in there. Good group of supportive people. Um, community built and run, and and uh, it's awesome to see it thrive and and those folks rally around each other and stuff like that. So. You'll see me popping in there. That's kind of the easiest way right now. Um, and then I also have a video game newsletter, Let's Chat Games. I do about one or two a month that you can subscribe to for free over at tinyletter.com slash Christian Spicer. And then I still plan to turn them into video versions. I did two for the Patreon. Uh, the last two newsletters came out while I was traveling, and it's been it's been a bit, you know? It's been a bit. The world uh, hasn't stopped, Jeff. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know no. if you're aware of that of all people, it's but the been, world keeps. Uh, it's been keeps, a while. It yeah. keeps world in. Um, but you can uh, hit that up and, and see some uh, fun video game chats if you'd like. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Canada, which is spelled with two N's and one T. We love hearing from you here. You can email us dlcfeedback at gmail.com. If you're interested in hearing uh, me on other shows, boy, there are other shows for you to hear me on, including the film cast, where we talk about movies and TV shows. We're going to be talking about The Woman King next. Uh, you can check that out anywhere you get podcasts. The film cast is what it is called. I also do a comedy science show. Where you can learn something and laugh along the way. It's called We Have Concerns. You can find that wherever you get podcasts as well. Wehaveconcerns.com also. And uh, I do sports, uh, sports talk show on Twitch, uh, also on YouTube and, and uh, anywhere you get podcasts there as well. Uh, it is called the Fan Controlled Show for Fan Controlled Sports and Entertainment. Uh, about to launch hoops. Hey, Christian, if you're into the NBA Jam, we're I was, about say, to I was do, there. I was I was watching you all. We're about uh, to do it. Are, we're about to do NBA Jam in real life. It was just announced I, February 2022 doing real live NBA Jam. It's going to be bonkers. What? I didn't know I feel about like this. You were allowed bonkers. to show all that stuff that you said you didn't know if you were allowed to show, but I was glad that you weren't sure if you were allowed to show it because it was fun to see it, you know? Yeah. It was it's going to be crazy. It's going to be basketball on a giant LED screen where they can make fire explosions everything it's going to be absolutely bonkers uh and all fan controlled so you are actually going to call the shots as fans just like you're playing a video game uh it's happening in february and uh, i go we did push it. chris mullen down because that's what i do in nba jam can i run over yeah, to chris mullen chris and mullen. <laughs> <Discarino! laughs> uh yeah. Anyway, you can find that uh, twitch.tv slash. Oh, I used to say FCF. That has been discontinued. It's now fan controlled sports. Uh, twitch.tv slash fan controlled sports. 
because uh, it's not just football anymore. Now it's football and basketball and who knows what else in the future. Hey, if you need uh, Formula One game podcast, me, me and Christian are, are, you know, we're available. You know what I mean? Yes, I. You're the nicest way to say no, Jeff. Look at this shot. Look, Jeff. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. I've taken. I mean, you're available to play in the game. I wasn't sure what you were available for to play in the league. I said a Formula One podcast. Oh, Formula One. Yeah, whatever you want. Fan control. I think fan controlled racing is a no-brainer. That feels like right. It feels like a no-brainer, but yeah, it's going to happen eventually. Jeff, I have taken the advertisement for Steph Curry's masterclass multiple times so yeah, i have to brag but i've seen no, the advertisement so yeah. ready put me in coach put me in coach yeah what is what, is, what what's the right hand doing in this situation it's, it's like, the, what is that finally you freaking looked at the screen man gosh come on because she's like ah, i'm doing a free throw this hand's doing something I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> I'll tell you what it's that. Not doing. See that little, put a little something on it, you know, a little spice <laughs> on it. It's not crossing over the threshold to the other mouse button. It's, it's waving goodbye at the other team's <laughs> point. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we doing? Let's wrap the show up with our parting gifts. Hey, give us a suggestion. Paul, do you have a suggestion to help people get through their week? Yes. So um, if you, like me, are sad that there is no Formula One this weekend, um, you, or I think next weekend, how many weeks are we on a break? I don't know. I forget. I don't know what time is anymore, but I will find out. I have a lot of it now. Um, so I've been watching a lot of the GT World Series 2022 stuff that's on the GT, uh, I think it's called the GT World YouTube. I forget what the exact YouTube channel is, but if you just, you know, YouTube GT is World Series. Gran Turismo? Gran Tur- yeah, Gran Turismo. Oh, cool. So it's um, it's it's Gran Turismo Seven. Like, I, I, obviously, their their first year, uh, you know, doing the the regional finals. So they have like a race for, uh, like I think it's uh, Asia and you know that uh, Australia, that part of the world, New Zealand. Then they have um, uh, Africa, Europe, I believe, in the Middle East. And then they have the Americas, and they've they've done races for all three, and they're sort of determining who the finalists are going to be for the the final like world championship race. And uh, they're all racing on like regional tracks, which is really cool. So like the Americas, they're racing at Glen uh, Glen Walken, uh, Glen Walken uh, racetrack in in New York. I should know this. Uh, and then uh, so yeah, like they're they're racing like I think Suzuka in in Japan, or I think it's Fuji. I forget. It, either way. The races are amazing, especially if you're like a racing fan. Uh, they're they're like commentated uh, with like actual like casters. One of them is Jimmy Broadbent, who's also like a, a real racer, a sim racer, and real racer who races now. Um, it's it's fun. It's amazing. It's like it's just really good racing. It really shows off like how fun and intricate the sort of simcade experience of Gran Turismo can be when it comes to things like tire degradation and, you know, slipstreams and, and all that fun, again, uh, motorsport sicko stuff that I, that I love to eat up. So uh, check it out. It's a really, it, I think they're like 30 minutes a piece, but if you, if you really want to see some amazing like racing, it, just go watch it. It's, it's such a blast. I can't recommend it. I, I, I love that stuff. Again, that's the GT World Series 2022, which you can find on YouTube. Very cool. I'm going to check that out tonight, in fact. Nice, nice. Christian, what about you? What do you recommend this week? 
The world is still worlding. Uh, I used to think I did. I would do this annually when it was like the only thing that I would be like, hey, go get your flu shot. But go get your flu shot. Flu shots are still a thing. Go get a flu shot. Uh, also, there's a new COVID booster out that most folks are eligible for. So look into that. Of course, talk to your doctor, blah, 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 blah. But get your, I got both of mine the same day, one in each. It was great. Get your flu shot. Take care of yourself. Be safe. The world is still worlding. We're close, right? Like we're kind of, we're there, but like, don't. Biden says it's over, baby. He said it's over. Don't, yeah, don't take your foot off the gas to quote the classic motorsport phrase. Never yeah. take your, right, Paul? You always, yeah. the way Jeff plays, you it, no it's breaking. always foot on gas. Yeah, breaking, no breaking is for yeah. losers. <laughs> oh, God. Let's do this. Full okay. send. Let's, uh, we, we have friends. Jeff, you have more there. Uh, let's, fan controlled <laughs> racing and Jeff, you're going to be pulled out of the booth and you're going to run a team. Yeah, no it's going to be the no brakes. No brakes. Bold <laughs> strategies. Just going to disable the brakes. Why need it? Why we don't even need them? Yes, yeah, that's more weight on the car. Exactly. Oh, We're going to well, take I'm the brakes out, but leave the air conditioning and CD player in. But the no one has ever gone. thought of this before. I feel like I'm I'm a genius. <laughs> My parting gift is get your shots. Go get your shots. Go get your shots. Remove your brakes. All right, my parting (laughs) gift is a show that debuted on FX recently. Uh, I gave it a shot, and uh, speaking of shots, (laughs) I gave it a shot, and uh, I thought it was hilarious and fun and and just the perfect little uh, distraction kind of fun half-hour show. It's called Little Demon. It's animated, uh, and a a lot of the producers are DeVitos. (laughs) Danny DeVito, Lucy DeVito. It's all like DeVito kin. Uh, and Danny DeVito plays uh, the devil in it. Uh, this the story of Little Demon. Also, Aubrey Plaza, who I really like a lot. Um, the idea of Little Demon is uh, this woman uh, had an affair with uh, the devil, and uh, as a result, uh, she gave birth to the Antichrist. But it's played for laughs. Believe me, this doesn't sound like a funny premise, but it's played for laughs. Um, and then that kid, a kid, is like a teenager. And didn't know that she was the Antichrist her whole life until finally, uh, at, at an awkward moment, uh, her mom tells her that she, she's the Antichrist and then the devil finds them. And so he's like this deadbeat dad. And she's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a family comedy sitcom premise, but also ultra violent, uh, animated, like, an, like goofy animated, like The Simpsons almost, uh, but ultra violent and uh, rated R. But I found it very funny. It's called Little Demon. Little... Is it a Dan Harmon show? Yeah, he's a producer on it, yeah. I don't think he's a writer on it, but he's a producer on it. What is it on again? Uh, FX. Uh, you can watch it on Hulu, I believe. Um, and uh, I, I watched all six episodes so far, and I laughed a lot through it. I mean, it's, it's dark and very gory, you know, cartoon gory, but gory. Uh, but I found it very funny. Demon. We also got a listener-suggested parting gift. This was sent to us at dlcfeedback at gmail.com. It comes from Perry in Durham, North Carolina. Perry writes, uh, I know there have been several music parting gifts recently, but this one really represents the perfect overlapping Venn diagram of Jeff and Christian's preferences. The Beths from New Zealand, the best indie pop punk band working today, just released the perfect album for um, aging video game journalists. 
experts in a dying field. And Perry, just like, just gonna, just gonna leave the knife right there. He's gonna leave it. Oh, <laughs> Christian's see. holding up his phone. He has it downloaded already. Oh, nice. Because he must have read this email. I'm gonna do it right early. now. Oh, they had a, they, they had their video go viral. Like, well, in the you know, in in this my circ- one of my circles, mm-hmm. expert in a dying field music video did very well, and also. Yeah, they are. Are they Australian or New Zealand? New um, Zealand, according to Perry. Perry, uh, Christian's fronting yeah. like he already knew who this was before you wrote in, but I don't believe him. Right, come on. Come on. <laughs> Perry you goes ask on my to daughters, say, Perry. Ask my daughters. We've listened to it in the car. Don't bring your daughters I'll, into this. That's I did. <laughs> uh, Perry goes on to write. Let me go get them. Hold on. No, let me go get them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this is worth waking them up for. I, I, it's been a long time. You might have thought that I've been in a room writing all weekend, and I'm a little, but I'm I'm going to go get them. I'll be right back. <laughs> tell them, tell, <laughs> talk into the <laughs> mic and tell them what we've been listening to. Dad, I'm so tired. Dad, I'm so tired. No, tell what? them how long we've been listening to this album. Is it time for school? What, Daddy? <laughs> what? All right. Perry goes on to write. The first three tracks span everything you could ever want from intricate songwriting to indelible hooks to face melting guitars. The entire album is great, but I know you'll both find things to love in those openers and they'll unlock the rest of the record when you're ready, which for Christian probably won't be for a while because he's just hearing about it now. Dude, when did this, when was this emailed to us? (laughs) Thanks for all the hours. The whole album's out. Come at me. <laughs> look at my most played for 2022. Don't, because it's a lot of Ian Dior. I, um, I can't stop. But also, yeah, they're great. Thank you, Perry. If you'd like to have your parting gift read on our show, send it to us, dlcfeedback at gmail.com. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of DLC. Thanks again to Paul Tamayo and Christian Spicer for hanging out with me. Thanks to our musical contributors, Patrick L., Sean Madigan, and Zero Star for the fun bumpers. Thanks to our theme song composers, White Cube, which is Jason Sherry and T. Ryan Arnold. Thanks to each and every one of you uh, for listening to us. We appreciate that. Thanks especially to our patrons who we are indebted to, who make sure this show exists at all. Thank you for supporting us at patreon.com slash dlcpod. Our hype train patrons, which are our topmost tier, they get called out by name specifically at the end of each episode, which I will do right now. That's right. I want to tell you about some heroes. People that make this show possible. I'm talking... Jason Novak, Taylor Wigert, Octavian Ratzio, Christian Bravery, Jad, Josh Peak, Peter Olberg, Nick Strauss-Klein, Michael Stadler, Michael Buck, Jackson, Travis. Spice Man Silencer, Soren Silk, Yick, Mike Lombardo, Albert of the Stuff and Junk Show Podcast, 
Jonathan Spiceman Forever Schleffler, Zachary White, Stu Goss, Nate, Kevin Brazel, Jenny, Scott Hughes, Ben, Dan Palmino, Malcolm King, Mark Gowland, Jimmy Radcliffe, Jonathan Putney, Mitchell Ness, Jeff Luxack, Will, with one L, Harris, Chris Zacharias, Matt Bradley, Victor Valenzuela, Jonathan Talbert, Cheesy Bob, Scooby Diesel, Adam Denby, Hank Patton, Rob Rickman, Sasan, Dan Flanagan, Riley Knox, Anthony Gulas, Kyle Starr, Andy Joyce, Michael S., Relentless Rex, Matt Valdez, John Sisko, Curtis from Louisville, David Epp, comedian Aaron Trahan, sure you can, and Hyperboy66. Thank you, one and all, heroes each, for making the DLC podcast possible. You are the wind beneath our wings. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place.